0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Say yes, i good? Yes! I know who I am! Did IQs just drop shot I could have been I have a I, I like this
1: shit. It is. this Hands off, bro. It is your best
0: destiny. Welcome to the Atlantic Scream Connection Podcast. Let the games begin. welcome to the atlantic screen connection next segment for this week obviously i'm jason we're not going to be changing the hosts and lee how are you doing sir
2: (laughs) i'm lee yep that's that's how we say that's the way we say god it's so relaxed it's so new (laughs) yeah exactly
0: we don't even know how we're starting we're actually accompanied this week by hermione flavia from wildfire reviews and craven wild hello hermione how are you Hi, I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. All right, so just so that everyone understands what the hell we're doing now by introducing ourselves in a weird way, adding next to the name. (laughs) I'm still confused about how we're going to be doing this, but we're going to have fun. Uh, What we're doing this week, essentially, is that uh, Lee and I decided to expand the What Did You Watch This Week segment into its own show. And the reason for that is uh, we realized just how long our show was getting because of the analysis and whatnot, so we decided to go a little lighter on this type of segment, bring people on that we really like and just talk about films and play with the format a little bit. So if it sounds a little sketchy this week,
2: it's cause it is, it's cause it
0: is. Yeah. (laughs) This is all planned. (laughs) And so what we, what we want basically is uh, the segments for the next segment are going to be uh, split up as such. We're going to usually talk about maybe five, ten minutes, depending on what we have. Uh, Updates, news, What basically if we watch trailers, if uh, we have new reviews that we did for the sites, obviously none for me because that's the way that is. (laughs) And uh, we basically are going to be moving on to a segment that I really like, which is uh, film quotes read by tweens, where I get my daughters to read film quotes in a funny way. So it's going to be funny. We're going to be uh, – I want to start advertising a little bit more of the uh, podcasts that I interact with, people that I interact with on on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Snapchat. Uh, I don't know how to use it yet, but some people are using that to promote their stuff, so it's kind of funny.
2: <laughs> he's he's, he's a, a social to- media mogul, so I mean this – we're just giving it, <laughs> We're giving him that platform uh, because I absolutely do not do any of this.
0: <laughs> a lot of this stuff is interesting to me. I like the interaction with the people. I'm discovering new people. I'm trying to get a little bit more in contact. Uh, there was uh, Daniel Schubat from Get Real Movies, uh, and uh, because Mike from War Machine vs. War Warhorse was in Ireland on, uh, I don't know, I think was on vacation essentially. What? Yeah, he was on vacation. I sent oh, you man. a message on Facebook. I did get that.
2: <laughs> sick? <laughs> and so um, he was in Dublin Jeez, I know fuck it, man I'm really out of the loop <laughs> but that's it
0: anyway so I have to contact him again because apparently uh, we could get accreditation for the Atlantic SC podcast uh, to go to the Toronto International Film Festival so that's kind oh, of cool oh that would be awesome what?
2: yeah <laughs> how, how does that even see, work that's I what don't you have do no when idea. you talk to people man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you see that, the, now it makes sense that we have a platform for you to do things because I didn't even know these were options we can go to film festivals that sounds amazing <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: And so anyway, those those are the kind of podcasts that I want to reach out to. I've been listening to so many things like Nerd on Nerd, uh, Get Real Movies, Real Spoilers, um, another film podcast with Colin Llewellyn, wonderful guy. And so anyway, that would lead us into our What Did You Watch This Week segment, where we're going to be talking about all the other films and not necessarily go into great detail but give you more of a thumbs up thumbs down kind of uh assessment yeah keep it fun keep it fun and light and then obviously we're going to be going to closing thoughts on the show and promoting our show next week because all this is is a giant ad for our main show <laughs> uh,
2: thus the next it's always about the next episode you know so exactly. it's all it's all perfectly <laughs> thought out
0: so as we move into the news segment uh hermione how about you anything to to tell us about what you've seen during the week uh, whether it be trailers movie news that you're interested in something you're looking forward to
1: um well we were saying just before we started recording um i was having a bit of a whinge i don't watch trailers because they give away all of the good bits of the film and then when you get in there you kind of you're anticipating what's going to happen you've already seen everything so as far as trailers go um i usually know when they come out but i usually don't actually watch them and i don't post them on on um on my own blog probably for the same reason i guess so, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys watch trailers?
2: We act- we used to uh do a segment on the show uh where we where we kind of looked at trailers and said whether we I don't know, fucking wanted to watch the film or not afterwards, I don't know. But uh <laughs> we uh we decided to pull it after a while cuz we realized we just as you uh in the same manner we lo- we just don't really like the idea of them. We don't like hype as a concept for films Mm. because it it, it ultimately warps expectations of people and and then leads to people not enjoying films that for other for most in most cases are either really good or really enjoying films that aren't good at all so (laughs) getting drawn into that is is a bad thing and trailers play into that a lot so that's why we kind of pull away from that whole side of things
1: i think it's nice to like to go into a movie not really knowing anything about it like maybe um you know what genre it is, or it might be a director you like or an actor or something like that. But just to go in and just let it kind of happen to you, I think is a really wonderful thing. It's much more immersive. And I think all the surprises
0: of the films really get you. Oh, I agree with that. And that's why we had actually stopped. Like Lee said, we stopped watching them. But I mean, at the same time, whenever you go to the movie theater, they're imposed at one point. Yeah, you do.
2: You you do see them. We're no longer going out of our way. That's what I meant.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: definitely not. But I think you can still kind of, if, you're interested in the kind of news aspect i mean there's always variety and they're on wordpress and so they're easy enough to follow and stuff or even just being like you are on social media and everything i mean you, you'll pick yeah. up what's coming out Yeah,
0: you can avoid the trailer if you want to i've, I've actually been blocking people on twitter recently because they've oh, been really? spoiling stuff about the new star wars film coming out oh yeah
2: <laughs> our social magnet yeah, by the funny. way uh, our social media magnet feels deems people unworthy to be in his Twitter feed. <laughs> that's a great sign. <laughs> that's
0: funny. Every time, I'm like Luke's first words are "block motherfucker."
2: <laughs> you just get the fuck out of here. I know. That's that, I, I, I did see that going around. That is ridiculous. I mean, I, was, the, I was. What so the hell is wrong with people? Angry? Do you, you just really not want to watch the film at all? Do you really want to just read it or? Or literally spoon-feed you, scene by scene, what's going to happen?
1: What the fuck's the point? But some people, when they read a book, they read the ending first to see whether they'll like it. Those people are crazy. That's another thing where I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently it's really common. I was like, how how can you live with yourself? (laughs) Okay,
2: I kind of get the concept that people don't like the idea of anticipation ruining a film. They like a story... And sometimes, if if somebody has a twist plan for the end of it, or even a a book or or a narrative in any any shape, finding out later that this person dies, they might actually be so genuinely upset they'll have felt like they've wasted time or something. So I get I get that. I feel like I understand that people where people are coming from when they they want films spoiled so that they can just go in and enjoy it for what it is overall. But at the same yeah, time, I don't think that should dominate the, the news or you know, I don't think that should be the default <laughs> de facto choice for the masses. Um,
1: yeah. People that people that spoil films, it's like no.
2: Yeah, I
0: don't get that. That's a form of trolling I've never it's understood. It's mean,
1: isn't
0: it? I think it's just mean. Yeah.
2: It's like,
1: it mean, is mean. Unkind.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the new Atlantic SC, where we just sit here and judge a <laughs> shitload of people for how they live their lives. We're setting good examples
2: by being better than them. <laughs>
1: like a uh, self-help I'm,
2: podcast don't, yeah, yes, yeah. don't do that you can do this <laughs> exactly. that's okay i don't think self-help podcasts are like telling you all the time what not to do <laughs> 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 kind of, that kind of seems awfully negative
0: <laughs> uh, i don't know what about you lee is there anything new that you wanted to talk about uh, in terms of uh the, the site or yeah,
2: big picture some reviews b- some rolls baking
0: on. show that you fucking watched yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not the season man plus uh Make off as moving channel this season, I, I, man. Don't even get me started. I don't want to go into it. I, I'm a bit upset about the the topic. Let's just let's just keep it real here. Um, let's talk about films. <laughs> Uh, Are you
1: talking about British Bake Off?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, there was a running thing uh, in I've our early episodes it. where uh, I used to talk about the Great British Bake Off as a sort of throwaway thing that I was like, "Oh, by the way, I watched it this week and it's still awesome." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then I, I'd hate on Mr. Robot. Yeah, yeah. That was our running jokes.
1: But you don't get it in Canada, right? So it's just like Lee talking to himself about cakes.
2: Yeah, that's exactly. Or I, did I miss it was. something? It was amazing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Most of the time, it's Lee talking to himself. Anyway, so.
1: You just sit there all day recording yourself and playing it back.
2: I actually can't hear you. So I'm just judging general spaces and audio, and then talking. <laughs> 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 film, film stuff. Uh, I, yeah, big picture reviews. We're just doing our review stuff. So, I mean, if anybody's interested in seeing that, they absolutely can at bigpicturereviews.co.uk. But we're just in in uh, doing our day to day thing where we go and watch films and bring them up and, and so on. So, uh, you're not no huge news or revelations there. But um, in in the overall movie news, uh, the only things I can think of, uh, I seen the trailer for Atomic Blonde. Oh yeah. Yeah, which I thought was fun. I mean, it's it's trying way too hard, but that's that's trailers. Um, but I don't know, a cool female John Wick spy thriller. I, I, I I'm not against the concept. I like Char- Char- Ooh, Charlie Theron. Theron. Oh my god, I can't say her name. <laughs> Charlize Theron. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I think she's great.
2: Yeah, she's a great actress, and if um, she, she proves herself good in action. Uh, Mad Max is the only thing I've seen her in in action. I'm sure she's done more. And plus James McAvoy, uh, who, well, Jason's turned a leaf on since Split came out, so I mean... That's yep. that's that's a good that's a good cast there. John Goodman is an exposition character, so I mean <laughs> they've got all the elements to make a good film. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think that sounds cool. I think it, it, I mean the trailers is is definitely trying way too hard. It's for uh, I mean I seen the red band one, uh, you know oh my god it's got lesbian sex that sells hard. They know their audience really well and they know it from the time that they tried to sell Suicide Squad because they're using the exact same fucking Queen. Over exactly. montage yeah, yeah. thing over the top of it, uh, so I mean, it's it kind of gets you down a little about where the memorable trailers are coming from because they all feel the same, like nothing surprises you. Uh, that's that's another reason why we don't watch trailers. <laughs> but I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I, I want I want to see through that and say that the film's going to be fun. So I'm going I'm going to I'm going to keep an earnest attempt to to get to see it. Other than that uh but there's some pictures from thor ragnarok with with jeff goldblum with a blue dab of paint on his chin and uh that's that really that that image alone has sold me on the film
0: who doesn't love a little bit of goldblum really <laughs> goldblum yeah he's, he is great i like him i like him in wes anderson pictures yeah but i mean i don't know when i saw that picture i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs>
2: <laughs> maria it's my like fiance, me. had the exact same reaction. Just like, I guess this is good.
0: Uh, We're but... going back to the eighties, man. It looks like an eighties fucking I'm makeup or totally you know, okay something with like that. Oh man, I, I lived 80s through the eighties, and there's now. a reason I'm not there anymore. Yeah. He's coming
1: back. You better prepare so. Yeah.
0: Shoulder <laughs> pads are in. Big sleeves. Yeah, it's weird because it was to me it was spandex and fluorescent colors. I never understood that.
2: I, I feel they've they've just worked out what was cool about the eighties and taken out all the not so cool parts, and they've distilled it into really like sharp image and abstract mm-hmm. things that they that they kind of went too far in the nineties. So I feel that uh, this trend of making things seem more eighties. Like, we're seeing films with a pile of neon going on. Focusing, harnessing that part of the 80s and and pushing that, I think that's cool. I think that that kind of will probably become our own neo-80s thing that somebody will name... 10 years from now and say it was its own thing when it really was just people trying to look like the 80s uh, Jason did you did you have anything to share from the world of film and or film faculty
0: uh, film faculty no uh, <laughs> I, I haven't felt the desire to write yet because right now what I'm doing is I'm working on uh, a script for a short film that I want to I want to make uh, coming this summer great just sitting down and writing an essay I'm working on uh, I have on my schedule to rewatch Spectre because well James Bond I, yeah. I really love that film. I, I think it needs to be reassessed now that the dust has settled. And I feel like I'm going to put out something in the coming months based on a lot of research that I've done on not just the film, but uh, what Jam- what it means is James Bond as a character, myth, legend and all that. And how these reinterpretations of old heroes that we know don't necessarily work in the world that we're living in right now, but yet we still try to remanufacture them into this modern setting, even if they are holding on to old ideals. So I'm really working on that a little bit on that side, but I'm also working on a film script right now that I have to, I've been being put pressure on because I, I was actually shooting two short films not too long ago. And one of my really good friends, a guy that I work with on short films, uh, recently um, got together with a, a new girlfriend and she happens to love making films. So these, this is a brilliant couple that have a lot of great ideas. And right. so they're constantly filming. And so they're calling me like every second weekend. Hey, we're going to be shooting this. Do you want to come over? And so essentially what it's been doing is they've been putting me behind the camera and slowly coaxing me to make something because I haven't shot a short film in 11 years. Other than that, I've been kind of taken. I, I hate writing. I hate writing so much. <laughs> and so sitting down to write a script to me is torture. And I end up hating myself after. So I kind of, if anybody, like I have a bunch of ideas and I always try to find people to write scripts for me because (laughs) then I can shit on the idea and make it my own after.
1: (laughs) Sometimes that's easier though. Like if somebody takes it off you once you've written it, because when you write something yourself, I think sometimes when you've got an actor in front of you, at least for me, I'll be like, oh my God, I wrote
0: this like if it sounds funny i feel really embarrassed or like i so understand sure yeah you just yeah. feel like
1: oh my god that did i did i write that sentence like yeah i did
0: um it sounded good on paper it looked yeah. good on paper the words seem to make and it's sense fine. And then you, you hear it out loud and you're like i'd never say that uh, yeah
1: but then it always it's fine once it becomes a film again as well it's just that that moment where an actor's looking at you going so um you know, is th- what's their motivation in this scene? And you're like, um, I know what their motivation is, but now that you're asking me, complete blank. Oh. <laughs> it's
0: terrible. Now, see, that's, where, that's what I like. That's what I like doing. That's where I like to get in because then I can play with, with the character, with that person, which, which is why I like Mike Lee films, the mm-hmm. guy who directed Naked, and he directed also, most recently, I think there was another year, and he probably uh, he did Topsy Turvy. I like his approach to filmmaking because he starts filming with no script. What he's going to do is going to sit down with an actor's And he's going to workshop until, you know, they actually come up with the characters, what the characters have done, how they Mm -hmm. would react in situations. And I've always admired that. But I mean, how the fuck do you go to just any old guy and say, listen?
2: Yeah. uh, Hollywood loves people that just walk in and tell them, no, I don't have anything for you. Uh, But trust in my talent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm sure if you say that
1: stuff in the right way, though, you know what I mean? I think you can convince anyone of anything, really
2: i mean that's oh. that's why uh there's that job exists you know pitch people uh like yeah uh, i you know i think what max landis he's one of those famous now now famous pitch guys kind of doesn't really have ideas or anything but walks in and just talks and people mm-hmm. pay him money so i mean that that's hey if you can get work <laughs> if you can get work that way all credit to you i mean it's the dream talent to but have I think that's
1: part of it you can't just be a creative and not have a business brain. I think that's a big mistake. That I, think seems wrong. I get to, that, yeah. And just ask questions if you don't know. Just learn. It's like it's nice when you have a balance in your life, I think. But if it's like if you don't, if you're like wonderfully creative and you don't have if you're not good at pitching or if you um, I don't know if you're a, a director but you hate actors or something. I don't know. It's like if there's those imbalances, it's like you're always working against yourself. I think it's it's a really good thing if you, as a creative person, if you're comfortable in a business setting as well. Because, I mean, that's what it is. Like, you can't say to somebody, oh, I want, like, I want a chunk of your money to help you make money by investing in me and my product and then be kind of like, you know, not...
2: Yeah, oh, not have a just plan. Be like, I'm just really something.
1: creative, you know, it's it's fine. I'm creative, trust me, you know, it's got to...
2: Yeah, no, I, you um, make perfect sense.
1: I just remember being at film school and um, I was in a room with a bunch of people that paid a lot of money to be there. And so many people didn't, by the end of the course, didn't even have a business card or... They didn't. Um, they, you know, had lots of ideas, and ideas are a wonderful thing, especially if you, if you're creative and you just partner up with somebody who's um, kind of got the other aspects that you need. I mean, that's that's fine too. But
2: um, yeah, that's why I have Jason. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's like you, you know, you find people that you that social media you magnate <laughs> <laughs> who deletes people off Twitter. that's
2: what I heard. Only for Star that's Wars. That's the word on the street. He gets involved and talks to people like yourself, Hermione. And then, d- well, then I get to talk to you by you proxy. Just...
1: <laughs> sometimes I-, I heard on the grapevine that sometimes he um, randomly attacks people for, for liking things. on Twitter.
2: I've been hearing that more and more. I don't know what to make of these rumors.
0: <laughs> Those attacks aren't random. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, like I said, so I'm I'm working on the script because uh, I I've been practicing a little bit. I've been taking out my iPhone camera. I posted a little video on Facebook the other day because, um, you know, I, I like working on transitions and you know how to do it in camera. You know, play with lenses and whatnot. Her and her boyfriend have been putting more and more pressure on me to direct something. So I figured, you know, I get my fingers out of my ass and finally
1: yeah, do something. Do it it's so nice when you meet people and it's like one you know they're a writer and this person's a camera person and you just all fit and it flows it's wonderful so should definitely yeah definitely (laughs) says me pressuring you and harassing you into doing something (laughs) i promise nobody phoned me about this
0: (laughs) i'll I'll be honest the thing is is always it's always as a person that wants to be a little bit more creative obviously like i have my Mm -hmm. little bit of my outlet with the podcast and that's kind of fun but at the same time This is just shielding me. I keep getting excuses because, you know, putting yourself out there in terms of like the creative process. I mean, all three of us have probably watched many, many short films where you're like, Jesus Christ, someone stabbed me in the eyes right now. (laughs) I can't watch this shit, you know. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best compliment I can give. (laughs) Yeah, right now I'm just trying to get back into the groove of things because, you know, I think it, it would be kind of fun to just break out the cameras and... You know, just get something going. So, yeah, that's what uh. I'm working on right now. It's yeah, moving on. I went to see Kong Skull Island, obviously, but uh, and they were showing on the IMAX showings uh, the first five minutes of Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. And wow. Yeah, I was with my girlfriend and the kids and uh, the kids didn't know what the fuck was going on, which was funny. But <laughs> Leslie and I were completely shocked at how immense this spectacle is going to be. Wow. And I, this was impressive. You were in the goddamn movie. I love the fact that he's shooting on IMAX. It opens up kind of like, um, you know, his latest films, more in terms of uh, The Dark Knight or even The Dark Knight Rises, where you have this this prologue before something starts. And um, it's really funny because you have these these two guys that are trying to um, uh, bring a wounded soldier. They're carrying him on a gurney, and they have to cross this bridge, but there just so happens to be uh, something, a bomb must have broken the bridge in half, and there's this plank that they have to get across, which I thought was going to be an interesting visual metaphor for how the entire film is going to play out because if you know anything about the war at Dunkirk, what happened is essentially uh, the British troops and the French troops um, aligning in order to get safe passage across uh, this very narrow canal in order to escape from the Nazis. And um, so I thought that it was very interesting for him to do take that little shot, put it in in the film. Anyway, so Jesus Christ, man, there, there was a dogfight scene in the um, the prologue. Tom Hardy's uh, was in it, shooting down a a plane. It was it was so cool, man. I I do don't usually get so hyped up for movies, but I'm a real big Christopher Nolan fan. I don't understand yeah. why people. Just hate He's on really him good. the way that they do because he delivers, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. He delivers, hundred percent.
0: He delivers the spectacle. Every time I watch one of his movies, I am glued to my seat, and I I feel ashamed if I have to blink. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I missed a frame. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really I'm really glad that this is coming out this year. Anyway, I need myself a yeah. Nolan film. Yeah. So, I want to go to our, our segment, essentially, which is film quotes read by tweens. Attention, whoever you are. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. No fucking shit, lady. Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? I hope you guys enjoyed my kids swearing, because they did Always. immensely. <laughs> <laughs> Always Yeah it's, it's like It was Christmas to them When I handed them The sheet of paper And then they looked at it And they were like We can say this It's like yes Because uh, your mother's not around And neither is Nanny So That's
2: great I'm so excited yeah, for yeah. more I, I don't know It's just cute It's fun uh, That definitely cute. part of the reason Why he's starting this Like this different Spin-off show Is just to have fun And that That to me is exactly the reason why this has to exist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I built a whole show around getting my kids to swear. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> but anyway, we'll be back right after this with What Did You Watch This Week? Stay tuned.
2: Hi, everyone. This is Tim Costa. I'm Hermano da Silva. And this is Walter Vinci. And together, we are the First Time Watchers podcast. Each week, we choose a movie to review that none of us has seen. Watch it together. And then discuss... And you don't have to worry about all this going on and on about this and that and the other. And oh, no, look, no, no, let's no. talk stop, about stop, this minutiae here. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up! Shut up. I wonder shut who up. The God rocks. damn it, shut I up! I think that's enough. all oh, oh, my God, Go by, the City of stars, are you shining just for me? If you know that song, you know that's from La, La Land. And that is one of the movies we will be covering on the Get Real Movies podcast. You guys can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you want some more great singing, tune in to Mason and I, the two youngest podcasters in the movie podcasting world. Thanks a lot
0: so welcome back let's get into this what did you watch this week and i wanted to swing this over to hermione to get her to talk a little bit about what she watched in the week so miss miss hermione tell us what did you watch this week
1: um i watched a couple of old older films a couple of new ones um i watched in a lonely place which is from about 1950 i think with humphrey bogart and it's a black and white kind of a film noir film where you may be the killer, or maybe he isn't, and you don't find <laughs> out until the end. It's really wonderful. Love it. I watched Manchester by Sea, which we were probably going to talk about in a little bit. Um, cool. I watched um, The Love Witch, which is a kind of 1960s style comedy horror, which is very, like, Oh, well, that's new, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think um, it featured over here at Fright Fest. It opened there, but I think it's out in cinemas right. here in the UK now, I think, this week. Or I could oh. be wrong about that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's one of those films where you're either going to watch it and be like, I, I don't get this.
0: Or you're going to watch it and be like,
1: this is amazing. <laughs> it's one of those kind of films. It's like the
0: neon demon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe. Yeah, I was going to, I wanted to share Uncertain with you guys, which I think is a film that's a little bit different. I It's a documentary. I'm not normally a huge documentary fan. Right. Um, I don't know why. I think, um, I, think I just like the cinematic kind of, Aspect of films, maybe a bit more. So I don't always enjoy. Yeah, I think as well. Like some documentaries preach at you a little bit. It can be a bit of a downer. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that I totally
1: sense. get that. Yeah, so it's a uncertain. Is a little town. It's tiny. It's about uh, I think about ninety four people live there, and it's on the border of uh, Texas and Louisiana. And pretty much the only way you can find it is if you get lost. Like it's so small, it's not even on <laughs> a lot of maps. So it's it's um, just kind of a look at at that town and three people that live there but um it's quite a beautiful film the people that live there are quite um some of them are fleeing from one state into another and they kind of hide out there other people are born there and there's not really that much there for them so um there's a lot there's a bit of alcoholism
2: small town blues
1: yeah exactly there's (laughs) one guy in the in the film that's moved there um and he's he's an ex-drug addict so he goes there to recover and kind of get away from his old friends that could kind of draw him back into his old way of life and he just gets obsessed with the uh, wild hog population and just goes out and watches them and hunts them and um it's kind of one of those films where it's it's interesting unusual people and they're real people so they're you kind of get really drawn into their lives. So it's really well well done. But it's also... Um, it's kind of on a lake, and it looks a bit like a... I don't know my American kind of geography super well, but it's kind of like bayou-like, bayou-esque. Sure. Right, <laughs> I'm so making Louisiana, up words now. Louisiana, yeah, that,
2: that, that makes, makes sense. sense.
1: Yeah, and it's absolutely beautiful. Normally, I'm not like a huge person that's like, oh, okay, realism, not really that interested. But <laughs> I really liked this. It kind of had this... Um, unusual quality to the film that just i kind of i just fell in love with these people that um i've probably never come across anyone like them
2: so so what what was what was the ambition you like what what was what was the kind of point behind it what what were they trying to do with that (laughs) were they just trying to capture a day in the life of 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 a bunch of town folk who nobody really talks about
1: i think it was just like these places kind of exist these places that are not on a map and these people exist that are eccentric and and lovable, and, and they, I think, the film makes them very lovable. I think maybe if you met someone who is an ex drug addict who hunted hogs, you might be like, oh, okay, maybe they'll be able to talk to you or something. I don't know. You know, you might have an attitude about that. But in the film, they're really sympathetic, and it, it almost feels like um, there's this like sort of fairy tale quality to the whole thing, I think, in a way. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's just what I got from it because <laughs> I
0: quite like that kind of thing. <laughs> well, Maybe that's what kind of got me, but... It feels like a rags to riches story. Yeah, you know? yeah. The idea of literal rags and then the riches is what you where your environment is, where you lay your head. You yeah. Know?
1: So, I... Yeah. But yeah, if you like documentaries, definitely. It's called Uncertain and I think it was made in about 2011 and it's won a couple of awards, if possibly it's Sundance.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: but it, it came out... Uh, it was released in cinemas this year at least in the uk it's just come out so
2: oh okay and, it was actually well, filmed in 2011 i guess yeah explain. yeah
1: sorry filmed in 2011 so it's it's a new new one that's out there i don't know that's what kind of release cool. it will get yeah
2: oh, it's a documentary message. so limited as shit
1: <laughs> yeah i suppose you're probably right but it may <laughs> do well on netflix or something i don't know
0: yeah, exactly. That's where I get most of my documentaries. All right, so in a lonely place with a Humphrey Bogart. Did you write a review for that one on Wildfire?
1: Uh, it's not out yet, but I have written one. Yeah, cool. So that will be okay, that cool. will be on there.
0: All right, Manchester by the Sea. Lee and I, I. I'll speak for myself. I really liked that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee, I, I think it wasn't in actually in, in your top twenty of last year.
2: I, I haven't even seen it. I, I only seen it this year. It only came out in the UK this year, so it's not in any top anything at the moment. But uh, I. Absolutely adored it. Uh, even beyond Fair. like Oscar hype doesn't doesn't throw me or sway me in much much no, direction anyway. But um, I genuinely had this come out any time earlier, I would have I would have sung its praises. Uh, I absolutely loved it.
0: Right, and off the air, you said that you probably well based on the fact that you said you probably felt opposite. I didn't hate it. Um,
1: I just didn't really. I guess I, I don't know. I wonder. I don't really know why, but um, I just kind of felt. How much much can I say without spoiling the film? I don't want to say
2: something about it. If we just say spoiler alert, then we don't give a shit. Okay,
1: cool.
0: This is part of what we do is spoilers. We don't care.
1: (laughs) So this guy, um, he drinks a lot. He does drugs and he has people over at his house at 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. in the morning while his wife and small children are trying to sleep. And then he manages to leave the house with a fire going and it burns down and kills his children. And I'm supposed to care what happens to this guy.
2: Yeah, but it was an accident, wasn't it?
1: That doesn't matter. I would never leave a fire going in my house.
2: But he didn't mean to. Like, I mean, unless was... I'm right
1: there. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't mean to because he was drunk and he was high. Is yeah, that an excuse? I, I, I get that.
2: No, of course. Do you I, get what I, I don't... mean? It's
1: like, I don't know, maybe... I mean, I don't have kids. I can't say, like, what I would do or something like that because I don't, sure. I don't have that. But, I mean, I wouldn't light a fire in my house with my boyfriend sleeping and leave the house. I wouldn't yeah. do it. Right. I don't know, because in Australia, I guess, fires are a big problem. So maybe I was kind of wondering after I saw it, maybe that's why my perspective is so different because (laughs) I would just never, I would never leave a fire. I mean, stuff burns basically, you know what I mean? And it burns easily and it burns fast. And I just didn't, I didn't have that sympathy for somebody who was so irresponsible. But also I kind of felt like at the start of the film, there's a couple of scenes where he's with his girlfriend and, or his wife, I think it's his wife, isn't it? And she's sick in bed. She's really sick. And he, she's kind of telling him, gently to kind of leave her alone she's trying to recover and and he's being really selfish and he says to her that he wishes he didn't have kids and that he could just be like home by himself and watch the game and you, i mean you can tell he's joking i'm not saying he wasn't joking but well i was kind I
2: of like, i i figure i figure right i mean yeah i mean I he's think-
1: not a sympathetic character at all i don't think and then his nephew his nephew is like cheating on... An asshole. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so <laughs> the people that I really like are not really in the film. His his brother who dies and is the reason that he has to sort of try and take care of his nephew. He's interesting, but we don't really... He seems like a really great guy or something, but we don't really get to know him. And the wife who lost two children in the fire as well as him, we don't really get to know her either. And she's obviously really struggling um, as you kind of see in the course of the film, that sure um she's sort of trying to recover. They're interesting characters. I think a lot of the side characters are interesting, but I just felt really weird when he's the nephew at one point says to his uncle, which is Casey Affleck, the main character. He sort of says to him like, "Oh, I really want to. um Basically, I want to sleep with this girl. Can you hit on her mom
0: and, <laughs> well, and keep like her lead her on?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I can have sex with this girl who's not my girlfriend. And I was like, that's that's kind of disturbing. I think. I, I how do you have sympathy for people well, that?
0: Yeah, I, I'll t- I'll talk about it coming from a from a father's perspective. Yeah, like for me, I I can understand a little bit how that guy would have reacted. You know, because. The amount of guilt and stupidity you feel after something like that when you... I mean, he says it in the film that he thought that he had put that that um, that filter or that grill. I don't know exactly how our fireplace works. But yeah, there is a, yeah. a, a thing that you have to put in front of the log so that they won't fall out or any, any of the, um, the little... Um,
1: yeah, it's like a fire guard. But you still, even with a fire guard up, you wouldn't leave the house with a fire burning. It's the same <laughs> as leaving yeah. if you were cooking something on the stove. And you just left the stove running all day. <laughs> it's exactly the same. You yeah, you just wouldn't. No, no. What if your your little no. kid like wandered downstairs? And I mean, clothes can be really flammable. They can go yeah. like your entire child fire. I don't think it's arguing for the, for
2: this character to be one to one with like a sensible know, person you know like i, I think I, I get what you mean is like I, you, me you can't relate to somebody <laughs> this stupid <laughs> but <laughs> but i
0: mean the the punishment that he gets is worse than the crime he committed in my opinion and i think that you know to have to live through that for his entire life yeah is is much more traumatic i mean he he understands that what he did was stupid he understands that he was drunk and it was stupid. He understands he was high and he was stupid. He obviously had a lesson to learn and that's why when she goes downstairs and yells at him, Hey, I have my kids are sleeping upstairs, can you guys all fuck off?
1: Yeah, then, and then he she, makes a they eventually of leave, her. but
0: she had to warn them twice.
1: Yeah. But know, he's but, like saying he's on their side, not hers. It's really weird.
2: It's
0: like I don't well, know. Well of course, but I mean sometimes you need that slap in the face in order to change and obviously this was more than a slap in the face yeah
2: i mean right this county just wants out
1: (laughs) do you think that's kind of the point of the film though is like that maybe yeah i mean the punishment doesn't fit the crime is that kind of what you feel
0: yeah it's a
2: little bit what i'm trying to uh, get it's kind of it's, it's like you know what scale does this fall under you know this guy is yes maybe going through a midlife crisis, and yes, an asshole. But, uh, you know, he does a stupid thing that, you know, that is accidental, but it is his fault, and he knows that. And and the, the punishment, you know, if you want to even see it as a punishment, it's a thing that happens. But, like, to say it's a punishment is to be so selfish the fact that there aren't other people affected by this. Uh, and even his wife is is, is really important to, the, to the, 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 the fallout of it all. That mm-hmm. where where does this fall in the in in our scheme of trying to understand karma or or how the universe works? You know how how do we just how do but we feel cares? for a person? Yeah, I get I get that. I mean, like, yes, okay. If you
1: if you had Casey Affleck and he was kind of a foolish guy but really nice, like if he really if you felt like he really loved his wife and they had this amazing relationship, and that um he was a really good dad and got drunk one night because whatever people do is fine he's not doing anything wrong but he isn't that guy so yeah
2: i, I, I just think that might be a I little unbelievable like, you know
0: <laughs> you know what there's enough i real, you know what i think this is cool the cool thing is right now in this conversation is that we have different cultural perspectives coming into this it's true
1: i think that's kind you of know? a key thing and it's really cool i remember i watched this film i watched this film ages ago and it was set in australia but it was uh, I think it was a British director it was a British co-production and um, towards the start of the film the, the guy in the film says oh, um, I can't swim and immediately I was like that doesn't make any sense and my friend is, I, was in, I mean I've been living in London for ages my friend was like why and I'm like learning how to swim is compulsory in Australia like it's compulsory <laughs> for the rest of the film <laughs> I was just island, like right. I was yeah. just like that That wouldn't happen there's no way you wouldn't know how to swim like it's compulsory <laughs> So yeah, it is really interesting how um,
2: <laughs> how that affects your your sort of your take life on experiences films. and your
1: yeah for
2: sure yeah I, 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 think, I think I think yeah, that's I, a perfectly fine way of seeing Manchester by the Sea. I, I, that's oh, really yeah, it's fascinating that, that that's the takeaway. I totally get it. I do not see it quite that way. I don't know. I think there's something to gain from seeing even you know assholes do wrong <laughs> things because it teaches teaches good people not to make those mistakes. You know. Uh, Do you think? Always value I in think it actually
1: teaches people that it's okay to be an asshole.
2: No, I, I don't think. I don't. <laughs> that's kind of what I get ever, from like, it. I think of anything. Nobody wants to be Casey Affleck in this film ever, ever. So I mean, that's that's good. He's he doesn't fix anything, and by the end, he has no resolution. He's you know he's still it is suicidal. Kind of weird, I mean, isn't it? nobody's going to want to be that character.
1: <laughs> but it, it's interesting in that there isn't really a resolution because I don't think there can be a resolution.
2: Yeah, but isn't that? The point, and I know, think that's I, I, I think that that's a good
1: thing in that film. It's it's there's so much in that film that as much as I I guess the I have an issue with the main premise, you know, of why do we care about what happens to this guy? Like you know, for me, but yeah. it's beautifully yeah. shot. The performances are amazing. I've felt that it was a little bit long but I tend to feel like a lot of films are a little bit long which sounds weird maybe coming from a film critic but I think there's so many great things about this film I think it's for it's maybe like if you know what it's about and you're comfortable with that or something you know go see it but um yeah for me that that main thing of like oh I just have to watch somebody who's not a great person be not a great person like I could just go outside and do that (laughs) pay
0: for it you know what i mean i
1: could just i could go and sit in starbucks and sit next to somebody and listen to that listen to somebody feel sorry for themselves and not learn anything but
2: um (laughs) (laughs) it's incredible how much more cynical than we are you are for the show hermione jesus christ (laughs) exactly hermione we're gonna have you on
0: every week (laughs) (laughs) we
2: thought we were assholes
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she just politely called Hermione an asshole. That's I like natural. how you were like, He politely called her one. She's like, where does Casey Affleck get off being an asshole in his movie? I'm the asshole. But I get
2: to choose. I, I don't go to Starbucks think... and like tell her, like, oh, I'm surrounded by... I mean, I kind of do, but I don't like. like I don't like, actively think <laughs> it, you know? <laughs> I certainly wouldn't that's announce
1: awesome. it. <laughs> well, I'm a cynical person.
0: <laughs> All right, so that's pretty dark take on (laughs) manchester by the sea but i mean i think i understand where she's coming from like to me it was a movie about coping and so i i can understand how she feels though i mean given the context i mean this is where cultural context will play heavily into how we see films but anyway i think that's pretty cool i'm gonna watch it next time and keep that in mind the entire time why do i care about an idiot like this all right so what about you sir let's move on to you yeah. what did you watch this week
2: like I I watched a couple of things because I was on in session film uh this week so I had to watch Rome Open City uh it's a a 19 oh the Rossellini yeah, film yeah 1944 neorealism film uh never watched a neo realistic <laughs> film in my life uh <laughs>
0: Jesus, those things are fucking long. Yeah. man. and they're painful to watch.
2: I, di- I didn't find it that painful or long, but I did. Um, it was a pretty bleak experience. I did. I genuinely loved it, but uh, oh, you have to be in a particular mood to punish yourself that way. So oh, I mean, I, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've, say, I've tried to watch a couple of his movies, and it's like watching paint dry. <laughs> you're just like what the fuck man just move on
2: <laughs> uh cool i uh, i also watched in the heat of the night for the first time uh oh the... great film. oh sydney very good yeah sydney Potier um best picture of its day I, I don't remember the year anyway um was it fifth... isn't it 57 or something Did, like that? It's, 56, no 57? it's the 70s right no it is it definitely is definitely the 70s oh what the fuck
0: really yeah, i'm gonna go check that out right definitely. now because
2: that feels a lot older
1: i thought it was the 60s as well
2: why oh, maybe late '60s, but it's definitely it's not the '50s. '67. There you go. Yeah. Uh, there, it is. well, Hermione, Hermione got it.
1: <laughs> what did I, what did I win a prize?
2: <laughs> uh, you get to be on the show again.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's an absolutely fantastic film. It's it it is a pretty straightforward kind of detective film but the actual the, the racial undertones well i would say overtones they're pretty in your face it, it actually informs the narrative and matters and is interesting to watch and f- i would kind of hesitantly say fun to watch because you see this guy just get more bitter and angry and fucking lose his shit with this backwards jerk waterberg <laughs> uh it, it is it's great but the story also tells itself it keeps itself going narratively it's all really fun definitely anybody who hasn't seen it uh watch it super uh, it, it deserves all the praise it gets
1: yeah i'd agree
2: and the uh, the last uh the film i seen most recently was trespassed against us it's uh it's in the cinemas right now uh michael fassbender and brandon gleason are a father son or well, son father um traveler <laughs> family in uh In uh, England, and it's it's about how they sort of they go about their daily lives. Michael Fassbender wants to wants to move on with his life, try to find a new place for him to get his family out of this sort of tight circle. Brandon Gleason, he he basically dictates everybody's lives there, makes and he's very aggressive, almost kind of to the extent of leading a cult. He gets them into you know crime-related scenarios, and it's about the one guy struggle to get out of that and try to save his family for it. To be fair. I didn't really particularly love the film. I thought the performances were really good. Uh, And I mean, you've definitely, you've seen this film before uh, in some shape or form. You've seen the uh, son breaks away from the father film somewhere in your life. And it's, it's fine. It's, I mean, it is absolutely watchable, but I wouldn't say it has any particular merits. It's ending is a bit meh. Uh, characterization is also a bit dodgy and uh, I don't know. I, I I watched it. I thought it was fine at the time, but I didn't I didn't care too strongly to say I would ever watch it again or recommend it to somebody to see outside of Netflix or anything like that. So, I mean, that is that is literally what I've seen this week other than Kong and Godzilla, which we're going to talk about in a few episode. So, I'm going to keep those uh, and move along and ask Jason, what did you see? <laughs> well, as I was
0: saying earlier, I, I brought my kids to watch Logan, so I saw logan twice and um you know what uh going back to our episode on logan um like you said you said that a lot of the the gripes or the qualms that we had with the film would stick and uh they're actually more apparent on second viewing
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know i shouldn't be happy that uh my criticism comes true when it's negative but you know (laughs) i want people to take what i say and actually see that
0: (laughs) oh well that's it i mean uh, i mean we, we we both had you know similar well, I won't call them problems, but we we'd notice we nitpicked a little bit, but at the same time, a lot of the stuff that we were criticizing was you know we'll call it flat out lack of originality sure and um although I mean it's a f- very fine film i'm not I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon and start banging you know pots and pans like this is a revelation <laughs> for the for the
1: is that what you do when you
0: get a revelation? Get the pots and pans. The pots and What I did for Interstellar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: I put a pot on my head and start banging. It. Yeah, that sounds right. I just run around.
1: That may have affected your trick. understanding of the film
0: there. <laughs> you know, I love this movie
1: and I'm like, I couldn't hear it.
0: <laughs> oh no, but I, that's it. You know, with Logan it was cool because I, I brought the kids and it was really really funny because I had one of the kids, one of my daughters, uh, the 9-year-old Allie. Uh, this was funny because I got a I got a weird frown from the person at the ticket booth (laughs) I was taking the kids to see Logan and the guy just kind of looked at me like in a very judgmental way and I was like that's exactly why I'm here today it was so cool (laughs) and so I brought the kids in got them their popcorn I sat them down and my my eldest daughter Mia is a little bit more affected by violence As much as she wants to watch Prometheus, I think it only gives her an excuse to wake up at night and come disturb my sleep. (laughs) So I've kind of put that on hold right now. That's kind of cute. And so when we were sat them down for Logan, I, I explained to my eldest daughter, Mia, I said to her. Listen, this one's extremely violent. The opening sequence is a guy that gets a leg chopped off and then someone else gets stabbed through the face. And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "It's Wolverine, baby. He doesn't tickle with his claws." You know?
2: <laughs> Not anymore.
0: And so I well, just got yeah, a visual exactly. of that's that. That's what he used to I like, would I like to be tickled by Wolverine?" And then I
1: was like, "No, you're right. No. No, it's
0: fine." <laughs> well, that, that's one of the that's one of the scenes in X-Men 2 that I've always liked is when he Throws the claws out and then the cats start licking the claws. Yeah. Out. I was like, but then when he retracts them, you hear the little meow. I thought that was a really good touch in sound editing. <laughs> like the cat back. but anyway so my youngest daughter really likes violence i can get her to watch she's seen terminator 2 and she's asked me to watch it three times since she's like i can't believe it. just how intense that movie is and she loves it that a great and call. so as i was explaining to my eldest daughter that it was extremely violent and she says to me out loud my youngest daughter ali she says to me that's okay dad i really like violence <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that was funny. But the funniest part was the guy sitting in the in the row behind us who just burst out laughing. I, you know, it was really, really a cute moment. And I basically just told her, I, "I love you very much," and that's why I brought you to see the film. And anyway, so the guy gave me a thumbs up of <laughs> approval, which is kind of cool. <laughs> it was like that's good daddying, apparently. So that was cool. I watched Bad Moms, uh, which um,
2: <sighs> that that about something. I it up. think that sums
0: it up. <laughs> And so that's it. So, yeah, Bad Moms. I also watch Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That was pretty cool. Uh, I really liked Super it, so I'll film. recommend that too. And I watched a documentary called Pantani, uh, The Accidental Death of a Cyclist. And uh, it's actually one of the best documentaries I've ever watched. a poor guy called Marco Pantani who was cycling uh, in the early 80s and uh, ex- died of a drug overdose at the age of 34, Jeez. cocaine, because um, – he was basically the story of how he didn't want to do performance-enhancing drugs, but if he wanted to remain on the Italian team doing the Tour de France and stuff like that, he was probably coerced into doing that, and that kind of ruined his career. He felt a lot of shame, and as a result, killed himself. Wow. Uh, because people were calling him a, like a, a drug addict. And so it, his philosophy turned into, you want to see what a real drug addict is? Here it is. And he ended up dying alone in a hotel room after being praised as this God of cycling. And so it was a very, very sad story, Holy but at shit. the same time, a very important one. I was, I really loved that documentary. So I can't recommend it enough. I, my father's actually watching it right now. Cause he was a, a hardcore cyclist for a long time. And he still bicycles quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, Pantani, uh, the accidental death of a cyclist if you guys can get to that
2: that would be great amazing so i mean uh sounds like the kind of thing just like a mayonnaise documentary <laughs> sounds like the kind of the, the hard-hitting reality that i just am not prepared for <laughs> yeah cool
0: all right so i guess that pretty much rounds it out uh we're gonna piece this together and try to make a show out of it so hopefully a couple of bumps uh, along here so anyway Hermione, how about you tell us where we can reach you? Twitter, uh, Facebook, you can or, uh, you know, the blog. You can
1: find my blog at um, wildfiremotionpictures.com. I'm on Twitter as Hermione F. Writes, if you want to stop by there, or on Instagram as Hermione Flavia, at Hermione Flavia.
0: That's
1: me. Cool.
0: Yeah, cool. And uh, please go follow Hermione. Yeah, uh, follow me. Especially the Instagram. She's always got wonderful <laughs> pictures up there of, of her and <laughs> also of uh, the, uh, the the stuff that she's doing for the um, the other blog that you have which is the Craven Wild if I'm not yeah mistaken.
1: CravenWild.com it's kind of like my my lifestyle I guess things I like that are not movies
0: <laughs> there you go <goes. laughs> who said people can't do two things at the same time Hermione does it well <laughs> and so that's it so and occasionally if, I get, if ever you want to send her if you become if you follow her on Twitter she might butt into one of your conversations yeah. and it might turn into a relationship so that's kind of cool <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know if that was supposed to be as open ended yeah, as you I made it sound. Yeah, I
0: think that a little bit, maybe not what you what
1: you were attending
0: there. Get your fucking heads out of your asses! I just said yeah, it might turn into a. A, a talking a relationship, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like yeah, yeah, a yeah. There you go. Beautiful friendship. There you go. As
2: for my Twitter, if you do follow me, there is always the potential for an open relationship. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, my website's uh, bigpicturereviews.co.uk. Me and a number of other guys, unprofessional reviews for unprofessionals. Super fun. Check it out. And uh, on Twitter, I am at Big Reviews. And so you can say hi to me and, and tell me off about my uh standard views <laughs> <by the> sea. <laughs> but yeah that's me very cool
0: excellent and i was jason michael thank you very much you guys can find me on twitter you can also check out uh my website if ever you want to there's not much there right now there's a lot of stuff but i mean it's old so you're not going to give a shit. so i want you guys to actually go write comments on soundcloud i want to give a shout out to gavin at mini media reviews has been leaving reviews on Uh, SoundCloud, which I loved. Colin Llewellyn called me dumb two weeks ago, so that That doesn't really matter. No, it was funny. It was (laughs) was a really, really funny thing. Amazing comment. And so, um, and uh, so that about rounds out the show for this week for Atlantic Screen Connection the next segment so hopefully this does what it has to do and we'll catch you guys with a a new show next week thank you very much for being there
2: thanks to Hermione for being here oh thank Mm -hmm. you for having me yeah thanks to Hermione obviously
0: but this is so cool we're gonna have her on like once every two or three weeks that
2: (laughs) would be awesome you're way too good a good a fit for this show it's unreasonable (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly all right so
0: see you next time Bye 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 bye